Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Happy Friday, Alyssa. Friday. What a strong week of content we have to talk about. Oh, yeah. The juiciest. So exciting. I've Um, been I've been like running through the town shouting at everyone to watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It's (laughs) so good. It's like instantly iconic. I can't tell if like Bravo just really knows what the fuck they're doing now or if these women are just like a cut above where we started with every other Housewives season. Has Tony watched it at all? Tony watched the first episode with me. My favorite text I've gotten so far is from my older brother. And like he watches Below Deck and he like he fucks with some shows on Bravo, but it's like just really never gotten into Real Housewives. And then he texted me and was like, all right, I've never gotten into Real Housewives, but Salt Lake City. Oh, my God. And just like wrote down a list of like everything that's in the premiere. And I was like, I know. Please, please watch it. It's so fun to talk about. And like Mike pointed out, the fact that it is like a series premiere is so exciting to me because then you know what everybody knows. There isn't this like, oh, my God, well, I I just started watching, so I haven't seen the first few seasons, so I don't know the backstory. Like, we're all along for the ride, and it's so exciting. But before we get into that, I want to update everybody on our Bachelorette bracket. Woo! I feel like we should have a special (laughs) sound. Okay, we'll find a special sound. All right, insert special sound. First, find a fun producer who will do that for us. That's my favorite thing on podcasts, and people will be like, Steve, will you do the sound? Yeah. We need a Steve. We don't have a Steve. Steve, (laughs) put the sound here. (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, Thanks, Steve. Alyssa is the Steve. Yeah, I'm the Steve. Alyssa just puts on a fake mustache and is the Steve. Honestly, we're both the Steve. So whoever's computer is not broken for the day is the Steve. Yeah, that's true. Uh, All right. So our scores on our Bachelorette bracket. Uh, And this is always the fun when it's like beginning because we don't know jack shit about these guys. Um, And then we just really take take a big swing. We're all tied. 15 out of 18. We all lost the three boys who were eliminated this week. Jay, Montel, and Peter. I will say, though, that Tim has the biggest ding to his bracket because he had Peter, who I could not pick out of a lineup. Peter maybe didn't say a single thing to the camera. Was one of the new boys. Immediately kicked out. Had him going all the way to week five. Oh, no. So that's a big hit for Tim. (laughs) I feel like we have an advantage because we, like, are women and we are attracted to these guys. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Although Peter was cute. Peter was cute. He was a little goofy, but yeah, he, we don't know anything about him. I thought that they would at least get like a pity. You just got here. You can stay another week, Rose, but I guess not. And I also thought Montel was really cute, but whatever. I know I did too. I had Montel going far. I also had Jay going far because I really thought that they were kind of vibing. I thought Jay was so likable, but that supports your theory that she's like, and what this episode really tried to shove down our throats, that Tasha is like here for a grown ass man. Cause Jay is very boyish. She's just like kind of like youthful and has like a cute round face. Uh, but I think he's going to be fine because he was pretty darling and not offensive to me. It's so interesting because I like really I feel like I'm identifying with Tasha much more than I have identified with Bachelorettes in the past because she seems very normal and cool. And she's there to also have fun. She's and you're not just pretty like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm really cool. So I think you're really cool. Obviously, I'm not going to identify with uncool bachelorettes. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck. But, <laughs> but uh, no, she just seems like someone you would hang out with. And she's not yeah. like baby crazy. She's like, eventually I want to have kids. But she's not like, I must pop out a child by the end of this. Um, and... So I find myself being like, well, I like that guy and I like this guy. I feel like she's bringing out the best in these guys. Mm. Um, also, I clearly have a banging body like Tasha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to say her style is really good. Like almost every outfit except for that satin jumper with the satin jacket. I was like, oh, I, I like that. Where'd she get that? I would wear that, you know. Yeah. She, her style is very cool. I'm loving how she's switching up the hair. 
Um, also, this week she got braids and she looks phenomenal. If you check out her Instagram. Oh, that's cool. Um, which is very fierce. And I agree that the satin jumpsuit was a miss. I was uh, texting several girlfriends about that satin jumpsuit because it was just like not not cute. Um, I feel like this week changed a lot of my opinions of the guys because I'm with you and I, I my my love for Tasha is only growing. But this week I was like, am I in love with Joe? <laughs> Joe is so cute. His attitude, like when there's been little montages of like her at a big group date, sort of like cocktail mixer. And it's just like quick snippets with her and the guys like showing that she's getting to know them. Like the chit chat with her and Joe is so sweet and charming. His yeah. attitude during that like hardcore wrestling match with yeah. no rules and like, and everybody's just screaming, be careful because they're clearly about to murder each other. His attitude was so great. He was like, listen, I know I should be like, oh, I'm going to kick his ass, but <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I, I mean, look at me. I'm here for the ride. He was like, oh, I guess I'm a lover, not a fighter. And he was just such a good sport without being a little bitch. And I made me think he was so fucking hot. I thought he was cute. Now I think he's hot. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And similarly, and I feel I have a problem with the conceit of this date because I feel like it ends up making you sympathize with the person who lost Loses. the date. Mm. And it's not fair because you're asking them to kick the shit out of each other. And also, by the way, like these guys are too old to be doing this. Like everyone's back yeah. is going to be spasming. I was also kind of like, someone got a scrape on their knee, and Tasha was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I was like, all right. Doesn't play sports, clearly. But <laughs> um, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, like Brendan being a good sport about getting the shit kicked out of him and then being like, all right, I'm okay afterwards. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about Ed just like, totally like pulling the ripcord and be like yeah I'm not gonna dislocate both my shoulders all of a sudden yeah so straight I mean I felt I felt like while I was watching the date he's just silently sitting on the bench we've got him silently sitting like his elbows on his knees just like mouth sort of open and there's like 30 minutes of Chasen talking to the camera really struggling through some smack talk he's like and Ed's mom is going to have to pick him up from school tomorrow with band-aids on him from my from from what I'm about to do to him because I'm a wolf. And there and I, all the while I was like looking in the background like Ed's not doing or saying anything. This bro's about to snap. And then suddenly he's like, Chris Harrison, uh, I actually dislocate both my shoulders chronically. So I'm going to I'm going to bow out. And I was like, I wonder what options he was going through, because I kind of internally believe that it was like, I will either murder Jason with my bare hands or I need to back out. And then he chose backing out. Like, I think that he was waffling between some big extremes and I am bummed he pussied out because I, I kind of wanted to see them rip each other apart. I have to say that I. I'm so sorry, but I totally disagree. I think Jason was going to beat him to a pulp and he like freaked the fuck out and was like, I can't. It's going to be too embarrassing because when you first of all, uh, it, one of the other guys calling him glamour muscles, Mike thought that was hilarious. He was like, he is glamour muscles. I was like, what does that mean? He's like, it means you skip leg day all the time. I'm like, OK. Um, but watching muscle. Ben Smith, who was in the fucking army, like get connected on a bungee cord with him and then just drag his ass across the room. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy is like fake strong. So I don't yeah. think. And then seeing Chasen's like abs and everything, which I'm very much on board with Chasen now. I'm so sorry I ever made fun of Slam Diego. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just really I think everyone was like, oh, wow, like Chasen's clearly just going to like. I don't know. I, I think he's just That's much a good stronger. Point. I do hear you. And they were calling Ed chicken legs and it really did seem to get to his soul. Like that really like hurt him. And yeah. I, but I can't help but think all of the chase and monologues of like calling himself the Wolverine <laughs> and saying that he's going to like unleash something just makes me feel like there's no way he doesn't have a micro penis. Like he, <laughs> the way that he talks <laughs> is so like I'm an alpha and I'm a wolf and I'm going to beat you up because I'm a man. I was like, something is going on, buddy. There's something you're overcompensating for my friend, Jason, hot guy from San Diego. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes I, sense. That's that's that theory. So, uh, you know, how I mean, do you feel about the your... Jason? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, speaking of Jason, 
we could both agree. I don't think this is a hot take. I would very much like to be called a smoke show. Yes, me too. So the like <laughs> trying to vilify him for calling Tasha a smoke show would be like, dude, what woman wants to be called a smoke show? I was like, um, I, I, Captain, me? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, me, like, especially want... by guys that look like you? Like, yes. yeah. If yes. Jason <laughs> called me a smoke show, micro penis or not, I'd be so flattered. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, I, I just really feel like Ed is trying to manufacture some bullshit. And I understand why. Ch- I think it made me you know, feel for him a little bit more because it's, it's just fucking annoying that he keeps bringing this up and there's no there there, you know? Mm, So, mm -hmm. um, I was going to ask how you feel about your guy, Ben Smith, who you have going all the way. Ugh, yeah, this was, I was like, (laughs) this bracket is (laughs) really getting a lot out of me because when he fucking bungled that group date and was like I'm just gonna sit here and wait for Tasha to come and talk to me <laughs> and then Tasha like slapped him with her words at the end I was like fuck Ben I have you going all the fucking way <laughs> uh but it does seem like he learns his lesson in this episode he charms her a bit in he did charm her a bit in the wrestling match and in the preview there is a cute makeout sash that they have so I'm nervous. I I do have doubts. <laughs> I don't I don't think he's going to make it all the way. But God, I hope he goes far because he's really going to topple my bracket if he fucks <laughs> up again. <laughs> I I think he'll go far. I think he's like a Tyler C where he's like he's almost too hot for her to like feel comfortable with him. You know what I mean? Mm. And mm. so I feel like he's going to have to work extra hard to show that he's like a normal, genuine guy that she can connect with. And I also think that she's partial to really goofy guys. Like if we look at who the front yeah. runners are, like Lach Zach, like Lach John Paul Jones, like no thank you to all of that. <laughs> um, I will say you're right because she did say to him like I'm I am attracted to you in a way that makes me nervous. And then <laughs> He was like, what did you say? And she was like, I am attracted to you. And then Ben said, that makes two of us. And I was like, no, that's not what you meant to say. That that would imply you're both attracted to Ben. Right? (laughs) (laughs) She said, I'm attracted to you. And he said, that makes two of us. I was like, God damn it. Then he told her that he doesn't sweat, which was sus to me. And I think he's very cute and charming and he would be he would be my number one if I was in La Quinta. But then he said he doesn't sweat. And I was like, mm, what? What a weird thing to say. And what a weird thing if that's true. You know, what? I and feel to like say in the desert. That's a perfect transition to Salt Lake City where Mary's talking about getting her odor glands removed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The second she said that, I was like, oh, Alyssa and I are going to go hard. <laughs> what does that mean is that a disease someone reach out to us if you've experienced this is that what she even said I feel like I had to rewind it to double check I'm so confused about what that's all about yeah she got her odor glands removed and it took 30 days in the hospital I don't fully understand I yeah I don't know what's going on it's really hard to believe anything that she says is factual because she just seems so off the off the reservation in her mind uh yeah there's a brewing rumor online that and I don't know how valid this is and I'm sure we'll get into it if we're gonna go into her church that she's actually like running sort of like a cult scam on her church members um and she's like a cult leader which I could totally see like a Keith Raniere but with a poofy hat yeah with like a very sparkly hat very <laughs> very poofy sparkly sparkly hat um, I did I do like her vibe at the at the dinner when she was like can we just start over yeah <laughs> some fight started I was like that's just you're just so many gifs aren't you just full of them <laughs> yeah for sure um I really like Whitney I feel like she is much more caring than you would anticipate her to be on one of these Mm -hmm. shows I feel like I thought it was really nice that she could separate her dad's addiction from him as a person that was like a very mature thing for her to be able to see having like no practice with her background in that Mm -hmm. um yeah I just I think she's cool and I think she's uh there's more than meets the eye I do I did really care for her I like that she is also confronting uh who who gave her the liquor I forget 
Who's the one with the Vita tequila? Oh, Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. So Lisa gifted Whitney, like, enough tequila, supposedly, for 500 people for her vow renewal. And then the, like, bartenders, first of all, they ran out of tequila in a matter of hours. And then the bartenders got drunk and, like, broke a lot of glasses. And I loved her telling Lisa about it. Like, well, just so you, I just wanted you to know that your bartenders had a lot of fun <laughs> at my vow renewal. And Lisa was like, okay, you're welcome. And she was like, no, I'm, I'm saying a lot of fun. I want you to know that they were drunk. I want you to know that they were drunk and that we ran out of liquor and that you're a piece of shit. I loved all, how she could do that whole thing with still seeming so so sweet and likable. Yeah. <laughs> like I want her to I want her to confront me about something. I was like, let's hang out. I would like you to be like mad at me about something. You're so sweet and I just like love your voice. I will say I I think that the relationship with the dad is really interesting. I love when people on these shows open up about their families and the different struggles that they've gone through and I it the only problem I had with it is that after getting through discussing her dad's like addiction with pills and the ups and downs that it's had with his career and their family that I can't make fun of his hair as much as I want to. Oh, you can though. I mean, the <laughs> idea that he has so a hair bad. salon is like just, I mean, come on, don't come on the show, you know, <laughs> like it is it's oof. tough. We're He's here. We're here thick... for your recovery and we like your daughter and we're supportive and also like change your hair. It's crazy. Change your hair. <laughs> change your hair. Change your hair. He looks like he's in like the Ramones or something. I it's literally like, was like, oh, her dad's a member of Panic at the Disco. That's cute. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. What are we doing acting like this man has a hair salon? What's going on in Utah? Open a magazine. My God. That's... Open a magazine. That is this. I speaking of Lisa, I do think Lisa's the Lisa's the one with the like no, gives no fucks, right? Yes. Who just like seems super judgmental, and she's the one who later says that Whitney's wardrobe needs improvement because it's too Utah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you guys are in Utah. You, first of all, I don't think her wardrobe is too Utah. I think her wardrobe is fun. And second of all, you can't live in Utah and be like, you're too Utah. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, that's so that's so dumb. I like that Salt Lake City is, you know, uh, making people realize that this is comedy. And that's why we're watching these shows. Like a lot of guys have been like, exactly. what the fuck is going on here? She married like we just needed someone to marry their grandfather for men to understand why we watch this. It's very you simple. You are hitting the nail on the head. It is. It's so funny. It's so it's also I think that the whoever founded this group of women and decided to focus on the city deserves a fat fucking bonus because not only are they all television gold and it is such good comedy and they're really like playing up on all of the best and silliest and most absurd things about the Real Housewives franchise. It's that like the city and the culture are also like so like ripe for the picking in terms of like things to discuss and look at. I fucking loved the snow footage and like monologue that Heather gave about how beautiful the snow is in Salt Lake City. And then I was obsessed with Whitney talking about the history of like uh, of Mormons having multiple wives and then like hiding them from yeah. the, the police <laughs> in when the they can. came in. Yeah. Talking into cans to let them know that the marshal was coming in. So to hide your wives, I was like, is this I'm I think it's so funny. I think it's so rich with like weird information in a city I've never really like known anything about. I can't get enough of it. I'm I also obsessed. really, really love watching the housewives be good at a physical activity, like seeing them all be really good at skiing was very exciting to me. Yeah, 100 percent. Um, uh, what was I? Oh, I just want to say Heather. Um, first of all, I wish she would stop referring to herself as a pioneer woman, but, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I, on, she was on watch what happens live afterwards. And apparently her like catch all like Botox salon also gives out medical marijuana cards. And I think she's a fucking <gasps> like genius businesswoman. Wow. How amazing is that? She's like, yeah, you can get your wow. medical marijuana card at my salon. <laughs> Fuck yes, Heather. I think that's so amazing. I also, I loved her screaming at the end of this episode about how the story of her flashing her tits in the dorm room at, at Brigham Young University wasn't true. And she goes, that story is flattering, but it is false. <laughs> <laughs> 
She like wants so badly to be like the party girl. And she's like, I honestly, I wish, but you're lying through your teeth. It's flattering, but it's false. And that's such a rare thing to see in shows like these where they're like, the thing that you said about me, I wish is true, but it's just not. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Um, So I have a quick question for you about Potomac and then we can get into our episode. First of all, I just want to say, I think I've officially established that I'm ride or die for Ashley Darby. (laughs) Yeah, I, like yeah. nothing she does will ever. I mean, we'll see. But I'm just like I I'm just on her side all the time. And it's inexplicable. Um, How do you feel about uh, Robin and Giselle uh, like getting on her case about writing this statement about Candace? Where do you fall on this? Yeah, I think it's one of those things where I. I am on Ashley's side. I think she's doing the right thing only because Monique has been like kind of forced into a corner that's a little too extreme, I think, for the situation and is and does need some help that no one in this group is giving her. But I like to think that like Giselle and Robin do need to play a little bit of devil's advocate and like challenge her a little bit on it. I don't think they should have gone as hard as they did. But I think these like it's. You know, I've, I've, I, you also can't imagine being Giselle and Robin and being like, OK, yeah, makes sense. Like it's this is just going to be like an ongoing conversation as we're learning for forever and ever. So I think that the pushback makes a little bit of sense. But mm-hmm. like she, I, Ashley's totally doing the right thing. That's like a neither here nor there. It was like a very like politically correct answer. But I believe it. <laughs> it's so it's crazy to me that they're treating Ashley like she's putting Candace in jail when Candace is trying to put Monique in jail. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, and also, like, I don't know. I, I just think karma's a bitch. Like, you can't go on a reality show and tweet at someone while they're giving birth that they're a roach and throw a butter knife at them and then not expect them to testify against you in your lawsuit. Like, that's just, like, what world are we living in that that's not what Ashley's going to do? I just feel yeah. very strongly about, like, I love to hold grudges. I'm a very good grudge holder. And I remember every mean thing everyone ever says to me. And sometimes they don't (laughs) even think they're saying mean things. And I remember it. And so I'm all here for like, oh, like you are a fucking annoying, like little chihuahua on Twitter. And like you are fake tough. And you're like, want to act like you can beat me up. But like you're, you know, being contained by your husband not to like throw knives at me. Like, of course, I'm going to like write a statement yeah. about that. To and why my would friend. I? And if the, yeah, why I would defend my friend. I like wish you both didn't get on this fucking fight. But yeah, of course, why would I feel more loyal to you, Candace? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And like, you're the one who started this whole litigious thing anyway. So like, fuck off. And I think, yeah, the, too much of the attention being on Ashley is like not fair. But also it makes me like her more because she's just like here for the like fire coming at her and yeah. is like willing to have all of these conversations she's not doing this like I don't want to talk about it like I'm leaving the room or like playing both sides of the fence like Karen is she's like fucking here for it and she is doing the right thing yeah she's a uh, I was interested housewife. to see them all at the reunion in yellow yeah what do you think of that it seems like our Instagram liked the yellow I was not expecting this to be <laughs> So popular. Alyssa did not like the yellow. It's uh, it's okay. I felt like Wendy's dress looked like um, Belle from Beauty and the Beast, but it was yes. pretty. Like I was here for it, but it did remind me of Belle. <laughs> Is there something I'm not like getting? Why? Why? Like why they all were yellow? Or they just like decided? I have no idea. I think now every reunion, it seems like they do theme it. You know, like. I think Atlanta was purple. I think Jersey was like um, metallics or something like silver and gold. I'm not sure. So I'm sure they were just, I don't know. Maybe they just designate reunions a certain color now. I have hmm. no idea. Hmm. We should look it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think? Up. Do you like it? Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting and impressive that they like matched all of the like yellows pretty closely considering it's a it's a hard color to do that with but it just it did have a a bit of a cartoonish at best bell from beauty at the beast at worst like big bird kind of vibe (laughs) you know yeah Yeah, i thought monique's dress was pretty good um ashley looks beautiful and she's like fully pregnant so good for her um and then everyone else was confusing to me 
I wonder what the uh, husbands are going to look like if they bring the husbands in. Please make them all wear yellow. Please make them all wear matching yellow. Do it. So we have like such a fabulous guest. He's such a good storyteller. Um, Michael H. Weber, who's a screenwriter, and he had a real life run in with a reality star. And we tried to guess who it is. So I feel like it's a fun, you know, guess along in your car or while you're doing the dishes or whatever. Um, and it's a little bit <laughs> different than anything we've ever done. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Guys, we have a very exciting episode for you today. We have the co-writer of the iconic movie 500 Days of Summer and the co-writer of the Academy Award nominated phenomenal movie The Disaster Artist. And also, because we have a big Sixers following, rabid Sixers fan, Michael <laughs> Weber. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you guys for having me. Uh, this is very exciting. Uh, you will never have a guest who knows less about reality TV than me. So I'm, uh, I'm honored to be here. We love it. We have a very specific episode today. It's unlike anything we've ever done. Um, you <laughs> tweeted at me that there was some sort of, you know, snafu or something on an airplane with a quote unquote celebrity. So what we're going to do today is you're going to share this story without revealing who this person is. And then Taylor and I are going to try and ask 21 questions and guess who we think it is with the caveat that you actually don't really follow reality TV. <laughs> so it's going to be a really fun, a really fun episode. Um, and I hope our listeners try to guess along with us as we're asking the questions. Um, but first I wanted to ask you, you know, what's your relationship to reality TV? I know your fiance is a big fan. So I'd love to hear like how that's changed what you think about it. I, I have a conflicting conflicted relationship uh ali my fiance she loves reality tv uh she she watches all of the desperate housewives uh and, and I, I like my 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 response um i either i flee the room uh or i put on my headphones noise canceling uh and and i listen to uh a basketball podcast or something else like i I, I, you know, usually the rights to Ricky Sanchez, obviously. I was about uh, to say, my, I was like, oh, any basketball first, podcast? <laughs> that, that's my first stop. Um, and, and uh, yeah, so I, you know, my, um, my friend Paul Shear, who I worked with on Disaster Artist, he, um, I heard, he said recently uh, that he can't watch Desperate Housewives, Desperate Housewives, Real Housewives, oh my God, already shows you where my head's at. He can't watch any of the Real Housewives because um, it, it's, it's suddenly it's like it's like going back in time and being around his mom's friends and wow. I, I, like when he said that i it gave me ptsd when he said that and it and that's exactly how it feels um i i cannot i it's just there's a lot of yelling um and alcohol involved and more yelling and a lot of fighting and um i i can't i can't handle it it's so it's stressful to me when i hear them yelling and they're yelling they're making a scene in a restaurant and i just I, I i i i can't like i can't i can't handle it and then and and the funny thing is ali watches these shows to unwind like this yes. is her mm -hmm. um this is her relaxation and i don't get it because i i i, I get agitated i get stressed <laughs> out when i hear them fighting um she watches uh she also watches um uh below deck um which I, for, for like a year, I was calling down below. Like I couldn't get the name right. And now I call it, um, now I call it below Drek. Um, and, and uh, I, I like, I can tolerate that one being on a, a little bit more in the background. Um, and, and we've taken, uh, uh, we have a very spoiled little dog who we love, Archie, um, who, who's part poodle, part Pekingese. So he's Aww. fully a pain in the ass. So we call him the primary in our house. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, uh, so I have, I have, you know, my relationship with, with reality TV is very tricky. There, there was only one reality show that I ever got into. And that was um, many years ago, Sylvester Stallone's reality show, The Contender. 
Did you guys ever watch this? <laughs> no, but I love what? I need to know what it was about. I need to know why you liked it. Was it just a Philly thing? We need to know everything about this. So uh, the show is actually kind of great. And um, uh, he, uh, I feel like, I want to say it was Sugar Ray Leonard was, was the other co-host, uh, boxing legend. Um, th- there were uh, young up-and-coming boxers from various walks of life and backgrounds and basically they were you you sort of got to know them as they were training and each episode would mainly focus on sort of one uh uh, boxing match between two of them and and the winner would advance so it was a reality show where you kind of got to know these guys but there was also a little bit of a survivor type you know last man standing uh element to it Uh uh-huh and it was terrific i i thought the show was awesome um and, and you would always, you know, all of these guys had like such interesting sort of life stories and why they were boxing and, you know, doing it for their family or this or that. And, and you became emotionally invested in them. And, and, and I was terrible, terrible at, at picking who was going to win each match. Um, but I, the show was great. That was the only time I've ever been uh, sort of really into one of these shows. And it was, it was like appointment television for me. There's something so funny to me about you saying that you don't care for Real Housewives because of the fighting, and then the one show that you did watch was, a, like, physical boxing. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. I never thought about that, and you're right. Like, I am a complete fraud. That that actually is amazing. Um, I will say they were fighting in, a, in, in like, a, um, a, a boxing ring and not Spago. Like, it wasn't, like, they weren't, like, <laughs> you know, there's a little bit of a difference there. Um I, but but that's true. That's fair. That's a really. Um, uh, I'll also say, um, you know, uh, you're, you're reminding me now. Ali's also been watching um, 90 Day Fiance and catching oh, up on all the seasons. The best. And the best. I, that show also makes my skin crawl. And I have to say, <laughs> I I wasn't watching over her shoulder, but I would sort of dip in and out of the room. And it felt like the first season or the early seasons, the the, the show was more. Um, there was something more genuine about it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it felt like as she was watching later seasons, they were manufacturing kind of train wreck couples. Like it yeah. was. Yeah. There's lots of like clout chasers now. There's lots of people trying to get on. It's a, it's a big dumpster fire. I'm, I'm a big fan. I've seen every episode. And when I made Alyssa <laughs> start to watch it, she watched one of them earlier. I was like describing it to her and she was like, this does feel like a show where it's people going to other countries in very dangerous situations and potentially getting murdered. Like the stakes <laughs> of this show are very hard for me to deal with because everything is scary and cringy, but it is, it's, uh, it's really my biggest guilty pleasure, but I can see if wow. you don't like reality TV, I would not start at 90 day and certainly not the Wait. newer seasons. So let me ask you a question though. Do you think, cause again, I like I, I have never sat down and watched an entire episode. I've sort of, poured myself cereal while Allie is watching and then quickly ran out of the room. (laughs) But it did feel like in the earlier seasons, a higher percentage of the couples you were actually rooting for. And then it felt like in the later seasons, I was like, oh my God, I like the sooner these people realize this is all wrong and head their separate ways and get a lot of therapy. Like maybe they'll get a happy ending with someone else they find down the road. Like I, it didn't feel like I was rooting for anyone. Not that I, I was watching that closely in those later seasons. Yeah, I think that when it first started, it was a more felt like more of a genuine docu series, and you and it was very sweet couples. Some of them, most of them, still pretty delusional, but there was some real like hope and love there. And now they're all they're all just really, really insane couples where it's like someone clearly has been taking advantage of an older woman in America. Whatever, it's like they're all a little they're all a little dark. Um, But I but I agree. I'm sorry. Go on. No, 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 go ahead. ahead. (laughs) Oh, like a month ago, Allie told me that she'd finished the last season. And I, this, this, this relief washed over me. I was so happy that would not be kind of the pandemic background noise anymore. (laughs) And then a minute later, she told me there's this spinoff show about all of these couples. And, and I had a knot in my stomach and I, I, I said, how many, how many episodes and she said, I don't know, like hundreds of them. And <laughs> that, I, that has been on in our home nonstop for weeks now. And there's just no end in sight. And I don't even know how these couples are still together. It's a nightmare. 
It sounds like Allie is doing quarantine exactly the way that I want to be doing quarantine, <laughs> which I really appreciate. I also think it's interesting that you say you were rooting for them and then you're not rooting for the modern couples or the newer season couples. It's reality TV. Like your brain is broken in such a way that everyone is unlikable and it's just a matter of who's the least unlikable at any given moment. Like that's how you mm. pick sides, which is so foreign as far as, you know, traditional movies and TV are concerned, because you even if someone is an antihero, you have to see something like that you can identify with, that you can that gets you on their side. They have to do something. And none of these women are ever doing anything likable at any point, And we can't get enough of it. It's crazy. <laughs> right, right. It's why, like, I'm fascinated. I, I could have watched 10 more seasons of, you know, Tony and Carmela Soprano, right. but I can't sit down for an hour of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really, really interesting to me. Um, so do you want to go ahead and get into this story um, about this mystery person? <sighs> okay. Okay. And I, I understand <laughs> I've never told this story publicly. Um, and and when, I, when I told Allie I was coming on the podcast, she said, are you sure you want to tell that story? And, <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and the re and her uncertainty is why I said, yes, I have to tell this story finally. So, um, and, and so, so, uh, I'm going to try to not reveal, there will be some small clues. Um, great. And, and let me start by saying, uh, I, I won't even say how long ago this was, Okay. um, but it wasn't, it wasn't in the last three years. Okay. okay, I um, feel like we're either going to know it. My gut is we're either going to know it right away or we're going to have no idea and you're going to be like, <laughs> I don't know how to help you guys. And so I'm I very I think you guys excited. are going to be asking a lot of, I think you guys are going to be asking a lot of questions. So okay. we'll see, we'll see. Okay, perfect. I mean, you're the expert. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, okay. So I, I was, um, I was flying cross country and um, I, I live in New York. Um, and I actually think I was, I actually... I, I, to be honest, I think I was flying from L.A. to New York, um, but, I, but I, I can't quite remember now. Um, and I was sitting, um, let's, let's say it was like the fifth or sixth row. It was towards the front of the plane. And um, the plane was fully, it was packed, it was sold out. And I took my seat. I had a window seat. Um, and the plane was filling up. And, and pretty much everyone was on the plane. Um, and, and there was a, 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 an attractive blonde woman sitting next to me uh, in the middle seat. And uh, suddenly this woman gets on up. I already, ru I already ruined this. Okay, that's gender, okay. So. I figured it was okay, a woman so, anyway. <laughs> so this woman, gets on the, this woman gets on the plane and she's like preening in the aisle. Like it, there's like a, like, like, it's 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 almost like this person's waiting to be recognized, and mm -hmm. um, and someone actually said, "Oh, can I can I like take a picture with you?" And and um, I remember um, like a young like like someone sent their like twelve year old daughter to ask for an autograph, and I didn't recognize this. I was like, I don't know who the hell this is, and I work in entertainment, like so it wasn't some like. Um, you know, an actress that I, that I was easily identifiable to me and I had no idea who this was. Um, but she was kind of holding up the plane. Like she was like busy being famous in the, in the, in the aisle. And like, we got to go. Like, what are we doing? Like, why is she like, she's taking pictures. She's like signing autographs. And it's like, what, what's going on? And suddenly she turns to me and I, I'm at the window and she says, hi, um, I, I'd love to sit next to my friend. I'm just a few rows back um, uh, uh, on the window. Can you, um, can we switch seats? And like, I, you know, I'm one of those, um, like I was settled in. I had my magazines. I had my iPad. I had my glasses out. I had whatever, my, my drink. I was like, so I had all my crap out already. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be such a pain in the ass. But um I said, all right, okay, I'll be then, you know, I want to go, I want to leave, like, let's go, I'll be nice. She, she was attractive. I was like, all right, I'm going to do a favor for this person. <laughs> I started gathering up all my stuff. I'm like, stuff's falling out of my arms. I'm stepping over people to get to, out to the aisle. 
and and there's like a flight attendant who was talking to her, but then another one comes and is like, "What's going on? We have to take off." Like people are getting impatient now because her like preening in the aisle was holding up the flight, leaving on time. So I I'm, I'm like, stuff's falling out of my arms. I I, I she's holding out her ticket. And I sort of grab the ticket and I'm kind of trying to my wake my way down, and I start to realize there's like no open seats for quite a few rows. And I'm walking and I look at the ticket and it was like row 30 or 31. It was all the way in the back of the plane. Hell no. And I'm like, oh my God. And I start to get towards the back and I can see what's going on back there. It's a middle seat. No! She lied to me. Oh my God. And this I turn boring. around and the flight attendant is like, sir, you have to take your seat. Like the one who sort of came over to the commotion late. And I'm like, I just traded seats. She told me that hers was not, she said hers was also a window. Like, <laughs> and she's like, sir, you have to sit down. There's like passengers now who are like, sit down. Like it, was, oh, no. like it was causing an incident on the plane now. And I'm like, I just traded. I like, I was in like the fifth or sixth row. What the hell's going on? You're like, this is bullshit. I want to trade back. People are yelling to take your seat. This is a nightmare. The woman's like, well, we can sort this out. So I go, so like, afterwards. So I'm like, this is, this is a nightmare. So I go all the way to the back, all the way to the back, okay? Ugh. And I have to now squeeze in the middle. And here's where, like, the story gets so ridiculous, you're going to think I'm making this up. I am now sandwiched in between, um, and I have to be careful in, in describing this, um, a, a large uh, gentleman with a, a distinct odor. Oh, and no. I, in the window seat, when I wasn't going to ask this person to trade, was a mother with like a newborn. Like, I don't know the difference between no. a newborn and an infant. I don't know where the cutoff is. A very, very, very little baby. Oh, a fresh no. human. A fresh one. <laughs> it is a fresh human, okay? And, and I'm in the middle seat. And... and um, in this, I'd say inside of 30 minutes of takeoff, the baby starts throwing up. <gasps> oh, my God. And the flight attendant feels so bad. So they didn't know what to do because the smell was so bad. Oh, no. And they have it like, um, it's like uh, um, the coffee is already, uh, it's like grounded up coffee in these sort of like mesh bags they put in their machines. And I know that because um, she didn't know what to do about the odor so she handed me and anyone in the area um, bags of like coffee grounds that they ha- like they haven't made coffee yet, what? so we can hold it up to our nose and breathe coffee smells for the remaining like you know four or five hours of oh the God. of the flight. I, oh it was my the, God! It was the worst flight I'd ever been on, and and I was tricked. Like I I I no good deed goes unpunished that I had agreed to change seats. It was only a few rows back and also a window seat. It was neither of those things. And by the way, I'm sure that this person didn't know it was next to a large gentleman who smelled terrible. That smell was then drowned out when the baby was throwing up, um, which I felt really bad. The mom felt terrible. Like, you know, it's not, there's nothing you could do in that situation. You know, I felt bad for the mom because she felt bad, but I never should have been in that situation. No, that wasn't your seat. So a, a complete nightmare. So the, the worst flight I've ever had, um, just, you know, just upsetting. And, and um, so there's a weird postscript to this story. About a week later, like under 10 days later, uh, I uh, go to visit friends who have a house in the Hamptons okay. uh, to, to spend a relaxing weekend uh, unconnected to this traumatic flight, but feeling like I'd, I'd earned a, a weekend out of the city to crash with friends and, and go to the beach. And we go one evening to uh, the surf lodge for uh, uh, dinner and drinks. And I had a few drinks in me. And on our way out, who walks in for dinner but this woman? Oh, my gosh. It was like a scene out of one of your shows. And I, I started, I go, you tricked me. You took my seat. And I had a few drinks in me and I'm yelling and my voice was going oh, no. up like it just was when me. And, and I, I, I'm not saying I, I didn't cause a, 
a full-blown scene. I wasn't, I wasn't table flipping, right. but um, it was a good thing we left the restaurant at that moment because <laughs> I, the, um, that I'm was the speechless. day. That was the day, and, and and by the way, she saw me. I mean, she was like four feet away and confused why this um, this strange man was sort of yelling, and she was with a, a big group of people, um, and and uh, she was very confused by it all. Um, and uh, yeah, that was the that, that there was a run in. I have not seen this person since. Um, uh, that 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 um, you know, I, I don't know what will happen if I run into them again. Um, you know, uh, they probably are not. Uh, they don't remember this <laughs> the way I do. Uh, I, I'm I'm scarred. Um, perhaps it impacted why I have such strong feelings against uh, reality shows. I. I I can't tell. Like these, this is this is such unresolved conflict for me, and I've never quite gotten over the incident. I am so like blown away and proud of you for uh, for yelling at this person at the restaurant. And it's also so funny considering how much you say you hate restaurant fights. <laughs> I like. I don't think I would have had the courage to be like you lied to me. That's very funny. <laughs> I had to. I, I, I also just, I, just like made a beeline for that person the second we got off the plane. You know, like good for you for just being like, I don't have time for this. I'm just going to go get my luggage and stuff he like that. He couldn't catch up to it. her. That, but this person, <laughs> this person's in like the fifth row and I'm in 31. They're probably already in their, you know, car service limo yeah. by the time I'm just even getting off the plane. Like there's a you know, there's that added dimension of, you know, like how much longer it takes to get off the plane when you're all the way in the back. So um, I, I didn't see that. I, I, I probably would have made a comment had I seen her when I got off the plane. Um, at that point, I was just like exhausted and fuming. I was so pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have some very interesting clues from this story that are sort of like <laughs> conflicting in my mind. I thought I knew who it was when you said a 12 year old girl went up to her, but now I don't feel like that fits with the rest of the story, but I feel like we should start guessing. What do you think? Yeah. Taylor? Yeah. I also feel like we need to cast a little bit of a wider net than the initial questions that we had prepared. Cause I feel like there might be some networks from the story that we didn't include that potentially this person could be from. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> I'm going to ask the first question that is not on our prepared list, but whether wow. you should be able to uh, know this pretty easily. Is this person on the network E? I don't think so. I okay. don't. I I, no, no. The okay. person's not on E. No. Okay. I, I okay. might have this person's Wikipedia page open right now just to be double checking <laughs> because I know so little. This person is not on E. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, can I ask, is this person uh, married? This woman married? This This person was married okay no longer is married hmm. okay. okay okay this is hard this is harder than i anticipated <laughs> wow okay is this person on bravo that would help us a lot <laughs> this this person became most famous on bravo okay 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 okay, okay. okay. so that's three questions all right all right divorce uh, on bravo divorce on bravo um did we uh, did we see, is this person, does this person have blonde hair? Did you say that in the story? Or did the friend have blonde hair? My question is, does this person have blonde hair? Um, when this incident happened, no. But, but according to Allie, this person has at times been blonde, but, this, but, but is not always blonde. And when this incident happened, she was a brunette. Oh, okay. That- interesting. <laughs> interesting. So interesting. <laughs> I keep thinking that this is going to, like, clarify it for us. And I yeah. now I'm, like, totally – I have no idea. Okay. Um, <clears throat> was blonde and now is a – now. sorry. You said was blonde and now is a brunette or was brunette no, and now no. is blonde? No, no. When, I, when I saw when, – when this happened on the plane, she was brunette. And Allie said to me, she's been blonde at times. But that was news to me. Like, whenever, whenever um, this person has – uh, uh, popped up on some kind of media thing. It, I, 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 I think of her more as a brunette. Okay. 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 Um, 
is this person famous for some type of cocktail? Not that I know of. Okay. I don't <laughs> think so. No. Is does this person have a a product or a yeah, does this person have like a product that they sell or like a yeah. Yes. Uh, um, okay. I don't know if currently, but at some point, yes. Okay. 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 Hmm. Yeah. This person has done some businessing. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Damn. This is so tough. Bravo. Um, Bravo. Hmm. Talk about some Burnett. This is hard, man. Okay. <laughs> um. Is this, I might as well just come out and say, is this person on a Housewives series? This person was on a Housewives series. Okay. 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 Oh, is this person from the East Coast? Uh, um, like in terms of the show, in terms of the like, show, in yeah. terms of was it in an East Coast franchise? Yeah, of Real Housewives? it was an East Coast. It was an East Coast franchise. All right, we're getting into it. We're getting into it. Now I feel okay. more confident. Yeah, okay. yeah, you're, you're zeroing in here. Um. Okay. I actually think I might know who it is now that you mentioned. <gasps> um, but I'm not going to say yet because I want to be absolutely sure. I thought it, at the top, I'm just going to go ahead and say I thought it was JoJo Siwa when you said a 12-year-old came up to them. But it's clearly not JoJo Siwa. So we're okay. I've never heard of that person. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you said she was attractive, I was like, oh, she's like 17. So never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Who? Okay. Is this person Italian? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, that tells me a lot, though, because I feel like if they were Italian, you would definitely know. Yeah. Um. Well, I think there is a chance this person's Italian, but I don't think, I don't think you'd, like you would say this person's known for being Italian. Okay. Does that is that like there's a chance this person's? I don't know. No, that tells me a lot. That tells me a lot. That tells oh me that God. who I thought it was is not the person who I thought it was. Okay. So then do you, are you back to not knowing who it is? Because yes. I do not know who it is. <laughs> okay. I, okay. Um, 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 um. Does this person have, I don't know if you would know this, but Allie would have told you. Does this person have like a catchphrase? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. But they sold. They definitely did business. They were on a Real Housewives. Uh, okay. Um. Let's see. So we're talking East Coast here. Okay. So now that we're getting like you know well into the questions, I'm gonna go ahead and ask. I'm gonna ask specific cities. Is this person from Real Housewives of New York? Yes. Okay. 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 That helps us a lot. I'm like really confused about the blonde brunette thing, but that really helps us a lot. Okay. I'm confident that we can do this. We're on, we're, that was our 10th question. So we have about okay. Okay. 11 more. Okay. Mm. I kind of want to fact check the, uh, no the cocktail, cocktail thing, but, yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. but it'll become apparent. <laughs> it'll become apparent now that we know they're from New York. This is fun. I'm, I'm having a good time doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh okay um i'm trying to remember so i i'm looking up to see if this person has like a you said you asked if this person has a drink right yeah so like for example um i'm you don't have to say yes or no specifically to this drink but for example what i was thinking of is like skinny girl margaritas right um i'm looking up I just put this person's name in with a, um, you know, and and cocktail, and nothing came up other than, like, hair care routine. Like, okay. Okay. Like magazines asking about hair care routine. Okay. So, okay. 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 So yeah, I'm. I feel good about the saying. There's not a 
signature drink associated with this person. Okay. Um, New York, New York. It's interesting, too, because there's not that many brunette New York housewives. No, no. That's why, yeah. And this person but Allie doesn't... Said she, Allie said she has been blonde. She just happened to be brunette at the time. But... Right. And she's not currently in the cast. We've, we know that. Not currently in the cast. Okay. Okay. Hmm. 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 You've been rewatching with uh, Mike, yeah. haven't you, Alyssa? Yeah. So Mike and I have been watching from the beginning. He. It, it's very interesting. I feel like you guys should talk about like your opposing <laughs> feelings because he's like, oh, I thought this was like lifestyles and the rich and the famous, but it's actually like they're funny. Nobody told me that they're funny. <laughs> But I think that you have to be a, you have to have, there's certain things I can't watch that give me anxiety that are like specific triggers from, you know, who I was raised by. Like for example, um, shoot, what was the, uh, Adam Sandler movie this last year? Uh, uncut, yeah, uncut gems. Yeah. That gave me like deep, horrible anxiety. Like I had to walk out of the theater. So, you know, I understand that everyone has different preferences for what's relaxing to them. Um, okay. So now that we're into, uh, housewives, Taylor, do you, we do, I I feel like we can just list a few that we know it's not right. Like we, so we know it's not the, uh, I'm trying to see honestly, if I could even say this name, it's not an official guess or should I say it? I don't know. No, just Uh, list who we think it's not. I feel like we should say, right. What should I say? If you say it, what should I, what? No, we have to. Yeah, we have to. It's like who wants to be a millionaire where we have to submit a final answer. All so right, don't react. Okay, okay. Don't I, react. I will, say, this, like, if we, if I will say, say, like, looking at some photos now, there's definitely a lot of photos of her, like, dirty blonde. So, OK, OK. Um, I, I think that's like probably uh, meet in the middle on the, on the hair thing. OK, I feel like we should do okay. a few more um, like specifics about housewives that we know. So we know they're not on the show. So that helps us. Right. Um, not on the show. Do we know does she have? <laughs> Sorry, this is this is a I'm pretty sure a Roni reference. I haven't seen the original episodes in a really long time, but she has both of her legs, legs. correct? She did on the plane. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, okay. Uh, okay, it's a legit question. <laughs> yes. Okay. 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 Is yeah. she a princess? No, but she thinks she's one. Okay, but I mean, like. Is she, does she have, like, does she have the official title of princess by marriage? No? No. Okay. And she's no longer married. And she's no longer married. Okay. So it's not Carol Radziwell. It's not Aviva That's Drescher. who I was thinking it was. I thought yeah. it was Carol. Yeah. Carol's Fuck. officially a princess, though. Um, okay. Hmm. Okay. Is she, um, this is an easy one. Is she part Asian? No. Sorry, Taylor, I stole your question. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I'm, st- I'm so, I'm, I'm getting really stumped. <laughs> okay, so it's not Jules. Um, oh, what about? Um, oh, I know so little about her. Uh, he- has Heather had different? Right. Hair so colors? she has. Yeah. So she has. I guess I would ask: Is does she have a? Um, she. It's called Yummy Tummy. Is her business Yummy Tummy? <sighs> Uh, no. Okay, wow. wow. We're really oh burning God. through the Burnettes. Wow, this is wild. Okay, okay. So it's not Heather Thompson. Um, but I think go with, think Dirty Blonde is the best way to, dirty. because I'm seeing more photos What about that hair. Um, wait, what about Jill? I mean, it could be Jill. Does what's she a, have... What's a question to name uh, Jill? Does she have a... Well, this when she was on the show... Uh, she had a fabric business, Zarin Fabrics. Does she have a fabric business? No. Okay, oh! Wow, oh wow, wow, wow. There's not that many brunettes. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I have a great one. Okay. Ooh, uh, my question would be, does she run in traffic? But I don't feel like you would know the answer to that. Is she a, f- well, this is hard. This could be all of them, actually. I was also going to ask, is she a former model? But that could be quite a few of them. Um, the answer to that is yes. 
Okay, I think I know who it is. I think I know who it is. And also, this totally fits with not knowing where the fuck her seat is because she's out of her goddamn fucking mind. Was she in the (laughs) episode um, Scary Island? Does it say that on her? I don't know if it would say that on her Wikipedia page or not. Uh, That's your favorite episode, isn't it, Alyssa? Um, it's okay. It's okay. It's not my favorite, but it's iconic. Okay, hold on. Okay. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to look up um, this person's name. Yes, this okay. person is involved in Scary Island. I think I know who it is. Does she have, is her name like three parts? Like there's a uh, first, middle, and last. Like that's her full, that's what she goes by. Right now it seems so, yes. Okay. I think I know who it is. And Taylor, I don't know if you know who this is because I don't know if you watched this these seasons. She's from the like very beginning of the show. Okay. Do you want me to guess? Yes. Guess. Okay. Is it Kelly Killer and Ben Simone? It is. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, good job, Alyssa. <laughs> I'm dying. Okay. First of all, she is by far Mike's favorite housewife from <gasps> New York. Like, <laughs> shut up. Fucking mind, Weber. Oh, like, I she recognize her. I recognize her. Truly, okay. like she's famous for having like a psychotic break on Scary Island. They all went on vacation with her, and they had to like take her to the emergency room because she was like acting so strangely because she was so stressed out. I mean, she is cuckoo bananas, and I'm so glad that you yelled at her in the Hamptons, and she probably had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. I think that's incredible. Oh my god. I almost had a psychotic break. I almost had a psychotic break on the plane, <laughs> thanks to her. Um, I, I was surprised you guys didn't ask, I was surprised you guys didn't ask, um, you know, was this person on other reality shows? Because oh. um, she, I guess, was on Odd Mom Out and Million Dollar Matchmaker. Oh. I don't know if that would have been helpful. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, she had, yeah. A, she had a jewelry line for a while. Oh, my and God. Then she's now in, she's now works in real estate. She's with some fancy wow. real estate group. So. Yeah, it she... says real estate agent on her on her Wikipedia, which is funny. I do recognize her. I've definitely seen shit with her in it, but I wouldn't have known her name. She's famous um, for running in traffic. Like she, lo- she's like, I just love with running in the taxis of New York City. You just feel the energy of the city. It's so insane. Oh my um, god. She, <laughs> she's famous for saying to Bethany Frankel, "I'm up here and you're down here," <laughs> and it's like so crazy. Like. Yeah, I mean, she is a Looney Tune. Like, that's all I can say about her. So that story I, I makes perfect incident, sense to me. My incident with her was, I think, 10 years ago. So it was a little, so it was a while. She was more famous then, yeah. I guess. She was probably either, she was probably either still on on Housewives or had just come off of it. Because I guess I looked it up. She was only on for a couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, but so she was sort of a bigger deal then. And I remember it was, a, I think it was a JetBlue flight, which... You know, pre-Mint, it was sort of like all, I think it was all one cabin maybe. Like it's, it's why I was like, I sort of gave up like a legroom seat for less legroom and being, but I, but she had tricked me and said it was sort of only a few rows back and uh, that was not the case. Yeah. Having watched her on television, I fully believe that she had no idea where her seat was. What was she, what was her reaction when you were yelling at her in the Hamptons? Very confused. No idea what was going on. And she was surrounded by other like Hamptons types of people and they were like, Who is this maniac? So uh, <laughs> they she had no idea what I was talking about. Mike And it wasn't that long ago. It was like a week earlier. Yeah, I mean, Mike, first of all, she probably had no idea that there was any problem, I would imagine. Mike always imitates her going, hi. Like, that's how she walks into every room. She goes, hi. It's so, we'll have to, like, post some clips that on her Instagram. That will have to go on the Instagram, yeah. And then there's this oh famous episode, too, where she, she decided she wanted to be, like, a photographer slash journalist. And she does a photo shoot of all the housewives while they're on vacation. And they're so stiff. And she's a model, obviously, or she a allegedly was a model um and she's talking to one of the other housewives who has a son named johan and she's like i want you to be soft like your baby and she keeps saying johan face johan face to the woman that's like trying to model and just is not getting the hang of it i mean she's just she's a hoot she's like out of her mind wow wow i'm so happy that you had this interaction with her i don't think that she'll even know what the fuck we're talking about so i don't think you have anything to worry about honestly you know for a long time i called her i said she was my nemesis but i 
having never told this story before, I feel so unburdened. Like I, I can finally close this chapter of my life. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna sleep like a baby tonight. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you guys. This is really. Um, I don't know what I don't know what confessional is like because I'm a Jew, but like this must be what it feels like. So this is, this is this feels great. Well, this is so awesome. Thank you so much, Weber. I you know I hope in the you find something that like speaks to you in some reality show because I would love for you and Allie to like bond over that. But to each their own, I suppose. At the very least, I'm due for a positive uh, run-in experience with a reality star. So. Uh, you know, hopefully th- at least that happens. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And then we'll have you back for that guessing game too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, definitely. Do you have, we always like to ask our guests um, if there's anything coming up that they wanted to promote. Do you have anything coming out it soon or are we just, you know, still watching? Like- I think it's, I think it's going to be a little while, obviously, because okay. of, of the pandemic, but I just, uh, 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 my writing partner, Scott Neustadter, and I adapted a wonderful novel called Nothing to See Here, written by Kevin Wilson. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, we hope, yeah, we hope to shoot it next year. But in the meantime, when you're, when you're stuck at home, if you're looking for a great book to read, uh, Nothing to See Here, it's, it is really special. That is so. so cool. I just ordered it because I've, so many people, have told, I'm a big reader, have recommended it to me. So I'm so excited. And that's so cool. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, the book's the book's incredible. So I think you'll love it. Oh, cool. Well, you're the best and we're so honored to have you. And this was like such a wild ride. I really was stumped for a little bit, but I'm <laughs> yeah. so glad that we got it. I'm so glad we got there. Um, this is so much fun. I'm going to go into the other room and if Allie's sitting at a table, I'm going to flip it over. And I, I'm like, <laughs> so, thank you guys. Amazing. Um, I had a blast. 